welcome to another episode of Towers Talk. I'm Angela. And I'm Patrick. Welcome back. Towers Talk is brought to you by Lion and Braxton Towers. Towers, you can live anywhere, but when you're here, you're home. Today, we are very excited to be joined by Corey Ferris, the Dean of Students here at WVU. So as a Dean of Students, Corey essentially serves as our leader over everything, every aspect of student affairs and residence life. Um, so welcome, Corey. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here this morning. Yeah. So thanks for coming. Would you be able to share more about how long you've been here at WVU and you know, some of what you do as the Dean of Students for all of our listeners? Well, first I'll say I'm, I'm a WVU graduate, and as a WVU graduate, that's exactly right, I lived in a lot of residence halls um, during my time. So my freshman year, I lived in Dadisman Hall. I lived in Dadisman Annex. And then my sophomore year, I lived in Summit. But Summit at the time I lived there was not owned by the university. It was owned by a private company. Um, and then my senior, the, the summer before my senior year, I lived in Bennett Tower because I worked for New Student Orientation, and that's where we housed our students there. And then my senior year, I became an RA in Borman South, and I was in C entry for those that are familiar with Borman and what that means. And so, um, so I was a student here. But then um, I've been working for WVU for, for a, a, a number of years in all in student affairs areas. Um, I, I first came back as, as the coordinator of new student orientation. Um, then I got back into residence life um, for about four or five years. Um, then I moved over into my primary responsibility initially in, in residence life um, was there was a newly designed uh, student conduct model um, that I implemented. It was designed before the year prior by a group of faculty and staff and students. Um, I implemented the program um, and then I moved and created this what, what is now known as the Office of Student Conduct. It didn't exist in its current form today. Um, and, and then I worked there and then I got back into housing um, and then um, I started working with clubs and organizations and became dean of students and, you know, and as they say, the rest is history. But student life, what student life is, it's a whole bunch of areas that provides services to students. I like to say, um, if you know that there are 168 hours in a week um, and students are in classes 18 hours, then those of us that work in student life, and especially the two of you know, we take care of them the, the other 150 hours, right? And so that's everything from housing, from dining, from residence life to Mount Lair to Rec Center, Adventure West Virginia, Center for Black Culture and Research, recovery programs, a DA, U92, um, arts and entertainment, uh, student engagement, leadership, Center for Fraternal Values, and uh, leadership, and I'm probably leaving some out, but you know, so, but it's, it's lots of things that we do to support students and the counseling center, student health, you know, and good, quite frankly, it's in good times and bad. And I think that's, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going on, but I, I think that's what makes it so rewarding for us who, who are in student life, because we see students really when, like I said, in good times and bad. We shout for joy when they get their first day and we cry with them when they fail on their first exam or they, or they lose a sibling or a parent or a dog or, you know, something that's really just awful in life. Yeah. 
a lot of fun facts in there about the history of residence halls and the university is really cool. It is. It, it is. One of these times when I'm, when I'm over in Towers, I'll show you some stuff uh, that's probably been there for a long time. <laughs> awesome. All right, thanks. So um, we also know that, I mean, you touched on this a lot, but you worked in residence life here at WVU for a number of years. Is there anything you miss about working in res life? Well, quite frankly, yeah, I, I miss an awful lot about resident life. I mean, I mean, including quite frankly, um, being up in the middle of the night to help a student because even though it's, it, it, you know, when when the call comes, I, you, you, you wish there's there's that tinge of oh, I don't want to do this. But when you're in the thick of it, it really is very rewarding. I mean, it's you know, and and it's that it's it's two things really and truly. It's the constant interaction with students truly the constant because they really you really have incredible conversations and again this I, I, it's my chosen field but you have these incredible growth conversations with students and you can you can see them grow and mature before your eyes right and 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 the same thing with RAs because they're growing and maturing and trying to figure out life and be um, grown-ups and and pleased you you know as hall coordinators I mean um, it, it's uh, I mean it's just so rewarding you know it's just and so that's truly what I miss that that day-to-day -day interaction with students and, and I mean quite frankly is there, there's something about that 24 hours that I mean there was a there was an adrenaline rush for me I know it's different different people feel different ways but for the most part I mean it wasn't overwhelming I'm, I, I mean there's plenty of time that I could you know have off if I needed to have off and you know you know meaning that I didn't come out but I was I was always out of my apartment engaging with students and 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 going to their programs and things like that because it was just fun it just it was a motivator to me Thank you so much, Corey. I definitely agree. I love hanging out with the students as well. Yeah. So I can definitely say this has been the most challenging year of our careers in student affairs. What have been some of your greatest challenges to overcome with COVID-19 and, and how that's kind of changed our normal here at WVU? That's a good question. I, I think the biggest challenges are how do we, how do we keep moving forward and trying to have some sort of quote unquote normalcy, but also recognizing quite frankly for us in the United States and in Morgantown, it's still the pandemic. I mean, I mean, in some respects since March, not much has changed in that there's still no vaccine. There's still not a magic pill to, for the treatment. You know, have the, have the healthcare officials gotten better at treating the sick patients? Yes. Do they? Do we know a whole lot more that the the best vaccine right now and and what seems to be most effective is wearing a mask and keeping a physical distance and and, and in particular not not being in those close quarters for more than fifteen minutes. But you know, but as long as we're moving around, we're masked. You know, we can walk in a stairwell, walk down a hallway, ride an elevator for with someone because it's pretty brief periods of time, and I, and I think. Those that that's the challenge um, to 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 manage that and manage and 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 be respectful of people who are um, on 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 every where they are on the on the spectrum of the disease. There are some who 
who are who think it's nothing but the flu. There are some who are absolutely panicked and uh, can. Uh, um, uh, it's difficult for them to even go out to go to the grocery store or something like that. And there are others who have, and which I think is most. Most people have a healthy respect for it. But I think that's the challenge of how, what's the what's the right thing to be respectful for everyone and 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 you know as well as it it, it cha- what we what we learn changes every single day. <laughs> so so. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think um, a word that kept coming out was respect. And I think at the end of the day, um, that piece of respect is absolutely critical to how we engage as mountaineers, as human beings. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. To piggyback off of Angie's question, um, what do you think's gone really well this semester? And what do you wish you could go back and change, if anything at all? Hmm. It's a great question. Um, I mean, I think what's gone well is, I mean, I do think most of our students are respectful and get it and are working and trying hard um, to to do the right thing because all of us want to be here on campus. All of us want to go back to normal. We know we can't go back to where we were six months ago, seven months ago, um, but, but we're all wired to be around each other and be with each other. Um, and... Um, I, I, I think that's what's going well is people get it um, because they want to be around each other. And that's why, I mean, you and I, I mean, when we're, not just when, when we're on campus and in buildings, I'm seeing so many more people when they're walking down High Street, when they're walking, when they're out on the rec center fields or just walking and they're not around anybody and, and they can take that mask off when they're out taking a walk or riding their bike on the rail trail or something like that. They're masked up. And so that tells me that, again, what, what they tell us about wearing the mask is me wearing the mask protects you in the event that I am positive and don't know it yet. And so I, I, that's what I see that, as, as you said, this, this, this mountaineer respect that, that we seem to have for each other. And so that's gone really well. Are, are there a few people that aren't doing it? Yeah, but I, but I still think you have to look at what 99% or 95% what most people are doing and everyone's trying really, really hard. And as for changes, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think all of us, because we're all talking and listening to each other at, at all levels of the university, whether it's at the leadership level and talking to the healthcare folks or, um, you know, the custodian and the food service worker or the RA, we're, we're all working hard and our hearts are in the right place and we're trying as hard as we can. And so I, I, I don't think that anyone, I mean, I don't, just don't feel that there's a major change of, I mean, that, that we should be trying to do, or, or if I look back and like, gosh, I wish we'd have done that differently. I mean, we, we, we did the best we could with what we knew at the time, right? I mean, there was the, everyone's heart every, at every level of the institution was in the right place. And that's all, I mean, that, I agree. That's all you can really ask of people is to do the best they can with what they have at the yeah, time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely agree. You know, our Mountaineer family, faculty, staff, um, all have been working so hard to do our absolute best. And right. so um, before I go to the next question, just a quick shout out to the staff and faculty for, for all that they've done to, to keep our students here, to, to keep them as safe as we possibly can. Um, so Corey, well, and, and, oh, and, you included, and, the, and the two of you included, because I do know 
that those that are working in the residence halls are, are frontline with the students and managing um, student anxieties, RA anxieties, you know, I mean, I know you all are interacting with maintenance of custodians, you know, th those of you that are married or in relationships, that's causing anxiety, RHCs, I mean, what you all do is amazing, and so, um, I mean, it, it's, it, it, I, I, I certainly shout out to everybody, but um, you all are living it every single day with our students. So, and fortunately, we've not had any students who've been hospitalized because of COVID or put on a ventilator. And so that's the nature of age, I think. And, you know, and, and we've not had any really sick students who, are, who, who already had maybe some underlying condition. So that's a helpful thing. But nonetheless, we're still concerned about, you know, the, the, those that, that might be, become ill and might have to be hospitalized. So, but my, my shout out to all of, us, all of you that are working in the residence halls, especially. Thank you so much for that, Corey. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. So positive note then, what are you most looking forward to as we continue this semester? Um, you know, what, what exciting things do you think are, are still on the horizon? We have a couple months left of, of classes here. Well, um, I, I will just say one thing. I'm excited about the election coming up, you know, because we don't know what that's going to bring. And so there's going to be, a, 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 and part of that is how, how we manage that. I mean, because there's going to be some great joy and there going to be, there's going to be some great disappointment. Um, I'm also excited just to see how our students do as we move towards the end of the semester. I mean, you know, we took the two-week pause. Um, and so, you know, are our students going to be able to manage it so we can get to November and a couple of days before Thanksgiving without having to take another pause? Um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm still amazed at the creativity of those that are working in student life on, on, as we try to develop new and different programs and connect people. And, um, you know, now that we can resume some of our in-person programming, how do we do different things in that small groups of 10 or something like that? Because we still, I mean, e even though virtual is the probably the, is what everyone thinks we have to do, it, it is not true. I mean, we still want people to make those personal connections and get together, but in a safe way with the mask, with appropriate distance. And, um, and so how, how do we, how do we watch different people come up with those creative ideas and fun programs or just students on their own, but their own creativity without RAs or without hall coordinators or without well WVU and adventure and, you know, the other groups, arts and entertainment who are usually programming for up all night and things like that. But that, that to me is the exciting stuff because I mean, one of the positives of the, of the pandemic is it's forced us to think of new and different ways to do some of the old things that we used to do. And so, so, so in a year or two or whenever we come out of this, I, though you were sort of talking about a little bit towards the end of the semester, the, the long term is, so what are we going to keep doing after we come out of the pandemic that we were forced to do you know, and, and it turned out it may be okay, you know, and, and I think there will be some, but, but I still think that there's still going to be all that face-to-face -face stuff that we also crave and want to do that we're going to get back to, but there are going to be some things that we're going to learn about that are going to say, you know, we don't want to go back the way. Like when I was talking um, with my brother and his wife last night, and, and, and we were having a conversation that 
that we think just the simple thing of shaking hands, and it's more probably of a guy thing than a, 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 a woman thing, but we're wondering if that may go away because now so many of us are now fist bumping, including now men and women, or elbow bumping. And so we're wondering now, you know, will that handshake, because now we realize just the transmission of, you know, virus and things like that. So is that going to go away forever, you know? And, and, and again, who knows what else on college campuses may change. So, so there's, a, there's a lot uh, um, to, to look towards and forward to and, you know, and, and exciting, both short-term and long-term. Definitely agree. Thank you. Yeah. You talked about things that, that have come up because of this and things that may continue. I mean, the reason that we have Towers Talk podcast is because me and Ange over the summer were looking for ways to engage students that was right. different. And this was one of the things that, that we, we thought would be a good idea. So, And we were like, yeah, we should start a podcast. But then in reality, we're like, yeah. we should start a podcast. It's, it started as a joke and then it was like, but what if it wasn't a joke? What if we really did this? So, okay, well, just that, I'm that glad just, you have done it. It's good that you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so second to last question we have for you is, we know, you know, you've talked about this throughout, but you've obviously been a mountaineer for life. So what do you love most about West Virginia University? Well, uh, uh, it's cliche, but, but West Virginia University uh, is the stu- are, are the students, are the faculty, are the staff. It, it's us. It's you and me. And so, you know, if we, I mean, in some respects, West Virginia University, March, April, May, June, and July, they were empty buildings. And that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't West Virginia University, right? I mean, it was, it was a ghost town. And so what makes WVU was when, when we started seeing our students come back in August and, and, and we got to see why we're West Virginia University. So, um, so it, it's the people. I, I don't know how else to describe, but the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got it all here. You know, but 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 it's a, just a rich fabric of students. So you know, from around the world, uh, they're different perspectives. I mean, I, I'm learn I learn and, and I'm challenged every single day. So you know, I, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's it's a bit cliche, but it's true. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, mm. I think I'm I'm in my second year here. Yeah, but this is a special place, and yeah, it really is. It it's in it, it once it bites you it's like it's in your blood I mean I, and, and I have to tell you so you know I'm I'm a West Virginian um, I was born in Charleston you know I think I told you earlier that I went to school here but I had the opportunity to be other places so I went to graduate school at Ohio State in Columbus and I worked at the University of Iowa um, in the residence halls and 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 in the apartments and I was it was a great both of those places were great places, but, but, but neither of those could, and I had friends, close friends that uh, were at Virginia Tech, and so I'd regularly visit Virginia Tech, and, and, and when I taught, and now since I've worked for so long, I've got friends all over the place, because whether it's students and RAs and RHCs who've traveled around, or just my own graduate student friends, and just my other interactions, uh, there's something about WVU that, quite frankly, is is special. That none of when I worked, when I lived and worked in Columbus, when I lived and worked in Iowa City, Iowa, the the feel and the camaraderie and the spirit of the campus was not the same as WVU. And I think that's what, when I had the opportunity to apply for a job, what propelled me to come back because there's just 
something about, I don't know what it, maybe it's because we're scrappy and we're gritty and we work hard. You know, we don't take anything for granted. And that's, that's just my own, probably my personal upbringing from my own family. And so um, I take nothing for granted, but I'm also, we all realize that we're in, we're not independent, but we're interdependent. And we're not afraid to say that I need you and you need me and I need the person down the street. And, you know, I mean, we need each other and, and, um, and, and we're friendly, you know, so I, I, I like that. So that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's, that's, I like that too. I agree. <laughs> yeah. There's something special. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for sharing that. Last question here. Do you have one piece of advice or words of wisdom that you want to share with our first year students here at WVU? I don't know if it's one piece of advice, but I, I, maybe, maybe the easiest way to describe it is to, to wake up every day and, and not to be afraid to try something new, you know, because if, if, if you do that, then, then your eyes are wide open. You're, you're, you're going to, experience new and different things be open to new ideas um and let the let um the the broader picture let the world but really let the university surprise you with the people with the resources that are available and the opportunity so if so if a student wakes up freshman first year student wakes up every day and says i'm going to try something new today i'm going to be open to it they're going, they're going to have a good run at WVU. Quite frankly, then that will develop a good habit so that every single day after that, when they leave here and they start working or they go into the military or they go into graduate school, if they're open to try something new every single day, then the, they will have, they will seize the opportunity every day because there is no promise for tomorrow. So if you live today with, the, with that renewed enthusiasm of I want to do something new, it'll be a good thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. And thank you so much again, Corey, for your time today. Thank you. I'm honored to be here today. Thanks. Tune in next week when we interview another member of the WVU community.